Welcome to Godable, a daily reading of holy texts known in the Unificationist community as Hundoke. Today we are reading from the Champumogyong. Champumogyong, Book 12 The Family Federation for World Peace and Unification and the Women's Era. Chapter 3 The Completed Testament Age and Its Providential Development. Section 1 Proclamation of the Completed Testament Age Background On January 3, 1993, at the World Headquarters Church in Chonpadong, Seoul, true parents proclaimed the completion of the New Testament Age and the beginning of the Completed Testament Age during the sermon, a review of providential history and the Completed Testament Age. Later that month on January 10, at the Belvedere Training Center in the United States, true father declared that the Completed Testament Age had begun. He made this proclamation based on the foundation of successfully completing 40 years of indemnity from 1952 until 1992, made necessary due to failures during the seven-year period immediately after World War II. He then said that he would proclaim True Parents and the Completed Testament Age in a speaking tour of 160 countries beginning on April 10, 1993. In the Old Testament age, while looking forward with hope, believers practiced the law. In the New Testament age, they sought and practiced faith. In the coming completed Testament age, believers will seek and practice love. In the Old Testament age, the providential age for finding hope, the practice of circumcision was the condition to be called a member of the chosen people. In the New Testament age, believers emerged and established faith in front of God through baptism by water and by the fire of the Holy Spirit. Next, in the completed testament age, believers will enter into and form a relationship of love with God through receiving the seal of God's love. The Old Testament age was the age of the servant, and the New Testament age the age of the adopted son. The Unification Church promotes the completed testament age. In the completed testament age, one can advance from the position of adopted son to that of son and gain the ability to relate naturally with the parents. In the completed testament age, believers become children of the direct lineage no longer adopted children. Adopted children have a different lineage. They do not have a direct blood relationship with the parents. An adopted child embraces just one standard, namely that of the adoptive parents. On that basis, adopted sons form a limited father-son relationship with the father. Accordingly, because there is no son in the direct lineage, the adoptive father provides a standard for the one whom he will adopt. And if the one who applies to be an adopted son does not become one with that standard, he will not be chosen. However, for a child of the direct lineage, that issue of standards is not relevant. From the moment such a child is born, if the father goes this way, the son will go the same way, and if the father goes another way, the son will also go that way. Even if they separate, at some point in time, they will come together. If they feel it is not the right path, they will search for the right way, where they can be together. That's the way it is. That is what is different about an adopted son. An adopted son meets the parents based on a one-time encounter, but a child of the direct lineage meets the parents in the eternity inherent in the father-son relationship. The adopted son has a different lineage. Lineage passes down and is connected from the origin of history until the end of history. Even after tens of thousands of generations flow by, the descendants carry the lineage of the previous tens of thousands of generations. When we examine the providence of restoration, we see that the completed Testament age must fulfill the New Testament age, and the New Testament age must fulfill the Old Testament age. 
if the will is not fulfilled in the Old Testament age, it passes over to the New Testament age. And if the will is not fulfilled in the New Testament age, it passes over to the Completed Testament age. With this understanding, in the Completed Testament age, we must have the capacity to carry out all the unfulfilled historical missions. The Old Testament age is the age of all things. The New Testament age is the age of the Son. And the Completed Testament age is the age of the parents. Parents, sons and daughters, and all things are included in the family. When seen from this standpoint, all things are the formation stage, children are the growth stage, and parents are the completion stage. Parents, sons and daughters, and all things exist, centering on the family. God made all things in heaven and on earth for Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. To recover all this, God has carried out the providence for 6,000 years, establishing the servant and the adopted son. The Old Testament age was built on the age of the servant of servants. The servant of servants went to God through the creation. The New Testament age is the age of the adopted son. God established Jesus as the son and carried out spiritual works in his age. The completed Testament age is the time when the parents go through hardships. Because of these things in the Old Testament age, when the people made sacrificial offerings, they used the things of creation. In the New Testament age, the sacrificial offering was the son. And in the completed Testament age, true parents offer themselves as the sacrifice. In the completed Testament age, true parents must pay the indemnity. The Old Testament age is the time when the worldwide condition for the sake of restoring all things is completely established. The New Testament age is the time of preparing the global foundation to restore the people of the world. The completed Testament age is the time of bringing the world together through the sovereignty of oneness. These multiple missions exist. To create this sovereignty, first there must be one who creates an autonomous territory. This person must also lead an autonomous people. Next, on the foundation of becoming one with that people, he must represent God. This is the creation of sovereignty. In other words, the territory, that is all things, and the people become completely one, centering on the one parent who represents God. This is what we call the earthly sovereignty that represents the nation of heaven. What is the sovereignty that God is searching for? It is not sovereignty as we see it in the world today. The Old Testament age was for the restoration of all things. The New Testament age was for the restoration of the children. And the completed Testament age is for the restoration of the parents. If we examine the nation and world, we see that the Old Testament age was for restoring land and all things, namely the age to restore territory. The New Testament age was for restoring citizens. The completed Testament age is for creating sovereignty. True Mother proclaimed true parents in the completed testament age. What is the nature of the completed testament age? It means that God is beginning a revival. He is beginning life based on love. The great work of God's creation is still moving forward. The completion of the ideal of love, namely the four-position foundation and the human portion of responsibility, marks the completion of the ideal of creation. With this, all people renew a revival based on the love of God and people a revival that could not be achieved in the historical ages until now. The beginning of the family of God is the start of the revival, centering on God. Accordingly, people and God become one centering on love and the family. But it is not our family alone. We must go forward side by side with the family of God's nation as it begins. This is the world of the absolute authority of God. By proclaiming true parents' ideas and by proclaiming the completed testament age, we are rising above Satan's world. God chose my husband, Reverend Moon, 
and gave the new words of truth to Korean Christians. But the leaders of the Korean Christian world did not perceive that my husband was selected to convey new words of truth. They saw only a humble young man and treated him with silent contempt. The New Testament age is an extension of the Old Testament age, and just as the people at that time could not believe that Jesus manifested God, the Korean Christian leaders were not able to believe that the Lord at the Second Advent was born on earth with a physical body. If at that time Korean Christians and my husband had become one, the kingdom of heaven would have been accomplished on earth and in heaven. During the seven years from 1945 until 1952, the whole world would have united following the providence of God. However, Christian leaders blindly opposed my husband. To raise Christianity and develop it to receive the returning Lord, God nurtured nations such as the United States, where Christianity had absolute authority. Even if they say they did not realize it, the Korean Christian pastors at that time were in a position representing worldwide Christianity. However, after World War II, America and world Christianity were not able to become one with my husband. From that time, America and Christianity entered upon the path of decline and began losing moral authority. After World War II, America and Christianity stood on the victorious foundation on which Cain and Abel had become one, and the time was ripe when they could receive the Lord at his second advent. However, they failed to welcome the returning Lord, and in the same way the rest of the world also opposed my husband. Therefore he was driven out into the wilderness, and after being pushed down to the very bottom, had to climb up again. If we liken America, which was established with Christian civilization as its root, to the New Testament age, we can liken Korea to the Old Testament age. Accordingly, for the first 20 years, my husband passed through a course in Korea and indemnified the Old Testament age through the Unification Church, which was in the position of Judaism, and through Korea, which was in the position of the nation of Israel. On this foundation, in 1960, we accomplished the holy wedding of true parents on the national level. After that, in 1971, I went together with my husband to America. For 20 years, we walked the course of indemnity for the sake of completing the New Testament age in America, in order to enter the completed Testament age. Based on that result, and centering on God, we were able to establish True Parents' family, which became the origin of true love, true life, and true lineage. Today's women, who are in the position of True Mother, at the turning point of the providential history of restoration, must form the foundation to welcome True Father. After Christianity could not welcome the bridegroom, the providence of God was prolonged 40 years until 1992. During that period, my husband worked while praying and bringing Korea, Britain, America, France, Japan, Germany, and Italy into oneness for the sake of finding and establishing the worldwide New Testament age. Then, together with my husband, in April 1992, I proclaimed the arrival of the Age of Women worldwide and founded the Women's Federation for World Peace. Upon that foundation, I spent the rest of 1992 visiting seven nations, including Russia, China, and the countries of Oceania. I did so with the heart of a true mother. I energized the women of those nations and founded branches of the Women's Federation for World Peace. Based on these accomplishments, the nations that were divided into Cain and Abel, following World War II, welcomed me. We restored the foundation of the Lost Bride, and those nations were able to welcome True Father. On that victorious worldwide foundation, our position as true parents was proclaimed to the world for the first time. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Godable. Godable is brought to you by the National Victory Fund and support from listeners like you. To donate, visit godable.org. Thank you.